0: Welcome to Consider Yourself hugged. I am your host, Tammy West, and I hope that you are having a fabulous week. I was watching the news this morning, and you probably are familiar here. Well, here in Nashville, Tennessee, it's mass shootings, it's car break-ins, burglaries, it's Ukraine, it's COVID, it's the flu, it's, it's just everything. So it's no news to you that we are bombarded with this every single day, but that's not what really prompted this particular session, although it certainly does lend credibility to having it as a topic. Um, Last week, so here's what prompted this session. Last week, my son's van was broken into. The good news, he wasn't there. And so he's fine. It happened in the middle of the day. So it wasn't one of those kind of scary nighttime things. Uh, The other good news is he's not really sure exactly what was taken. I don't know. I'm sure that I've had an episode before where I've mentioned that he's a wildlife biologist and that for a while, well, he converted his van and this was right after COVID. Isn't it funny how everything just like runs together? And at least for this time period in our lives, it's oftentimes before COVID, during COVID, after COVID, during the pandemic, whatever it is. But anyway, I think it was right after the pandemic. He convert the, the, the the heat of it, the heart of it. He converted this small van and he took a job doing some wildlife biology stuff out in New Mexico and lived in that van. So I'm really, really glad that he didn't have it broken in when he was living in it I mean, of course, while he was in it, but even while he was living in it, but out of it going to work because his life was in that van, you know, all of his stuff was in that van. And I'm pretty sure that the people were looking for like cash or electronics or, you know, just something that they could immediately identify to, to go sell Um, his every, some things were tossed up and he said, you know, it may, they may have gotten, or they could have gotten some things that were kind of valuable, but it was like scientific stuff. So that would probably take a lot of thought and I hate to say it, but maybe more intelligence than a criminal might have. So yes, I'm going to say that. And that night, I think, so this, this comes out, you're hearing me either on Wednesday or, or after. And I think this was Friday, maybe of last week, Thursday or Friday. I was furious. And if you're a parent or even if you're not, but if you're a parent, I mean, you know, it, it's natural, like you would probably be shocked if I wasn't furious, but it was, it was at a different level of being furious. Now on one level, I mean, he's my youngest. He's my baby. He's the one that I've mentioned to you before that has some of the similar mental health struggles that I have, you know, with the the anxiety and the panic, you know, I, I pray for my children every single day. And of course I'm concerned about their physical Safety and their physical well-being, and I pray for that. Uh, but on a deeper level, I think I've said this before, and I don't want it to come out as if I don't care about my children. And I think I even said it this way before. But on a deeper level, my biggest concern for them is their spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being. And so I was so relieved that he wasn't there, that he wasn't hurt, that nothing, at least blatantly valuable, was taking taken. But then what about his sense of, of safety? You know, what about his sense of well being? What's going to happen with that? Is he going to worry is because it was right outside of his home. He lives in this house in New Mexico. That's like, it's so close to the street that his van barely fits in the driveway. I mean, it's just right there. So that's been, you know, top of mind, but it typically doesn't take one event to cause somebody to be cynical. So let's, let's back up. You've, if you've been with me for a while, you might know some things about my life, but let's just, let's rehash them. And while I go through some of the events in my life, because you're listening to this session on being cynical, you know, are you cynical and what to do about it? So think about the events, the relationships, the, the things that have happened in your life that have led you to listen to this, this session. So I don't know, let's, let's look at my history, you know, grew up with parents who had sort of a, hmm, what would you say? Not a very good relationship. And then when I was 10, I think my sister was 11. My parents divorced. It was a very ugly divorce. My mom bat- battled severe debilitating depression for her entire life. We lived in poverty. Um, I was overweight. My sister and I were both bullied and called lots of wonderful names. We were the neighborhood Trash. Um, You know, grew up, had children, things were well, but then the anxiety came back, went into the mental hospital. Um, My house burned down in the middle of the night, and we barely escaped with our three children and our dog. Uh, Let's see, when I was a while back, you probably know this we were getting ready to move to California and I was at home by myself in my house in the middle of the night and a man broke in and stole my car. I thought he was still there. I thought he was coming to get me. And then a year and a half ago, I was carjacked in St. Louis and everything that I had with me was taken. So those are some things. What are your things? You know, I I don't know, but typically when we think about being cynical, we think about a lack of trust in humanity. We think about phrases like people are awful. The world is awful. The world is a terrible place. You can't trust people. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to help. You know what I mean? Those kinds of phrases. And I try really hard to stay away from that. I don't want to live that way. But when that happened that night, I was angry on a level of thinking all of those things, the world, excuse me, but the world sucks. You can't, you know, all of those things that I just said, I started feeling all of those things. And I I really believe that when we have like those kinds of feelings that we don't like, those kinds of thoughts that we don't like, it's okay to take time to process them. They are where they are in the moment. I'm anger isn't a natural emotion and then the thoughts that come with it on a deeper level it makes sense that i'm going to think because when he called me you know sometimes i get all over the place i'm trying to be focused but so he told me let's say it happened thursday and i don't know but he called me friday and he said mom i was thinking about your carjacking and how awful that must have been for you he was i'm sure he was processing it on a different level because this is the first time and he's thirty. This is the first time that he has had that sense of, of violation, this sense of, oh, there are times and places where the world may not always be safe. You know, he told me he forgot to lock his van doors. And when he when he called me on that Thursday, he wasn't even saying anything about the fact that this person had done it. He was saying things like I should have locked my doors. I always locked my doors, but I forgot to lock my doors. But the next day, he had had like 24 hours. And he called me saying that, that must've been so awful for you. He said, you know, I'm, I'm just sort of thinking here about how I feel about like my sense of safety and he's doing really well. You know, we've talked about it a couple of times, but that's why all of that other stuff came rushing back to me. And we've talked about this many times that you don't always know what your thoughts are until you take time to really get in touch with them. Like most of our thoughts are on autopilot. So when I started processing it, I realized I was thinking about all those other things, you know, oh my gosh, my house burned down in the middle of the night. Who goes through that and escapes, you know, just, I don't know, minutes, I don't know how long before it literally just fell down and burned to the ground. Who gets broken into in their home in the middle of the night? Who gets carjacked and all these things? Why are all these things happening? I probably am wrong. The world probably is terrible and I'm just wearing rose colored glasses. So it's okay to do that kind of thing, to let it go. As long as you recognize that that's what's happening, but then you have to ask yourself a fundamental question. Do I want to feel this way? Do I want to think this way? Is this the way that I want my life to be? And the answer is no. Now, having said that, it doesn't mean that I ignore safety that day. My husband, if he's listening, you know, sometimes he forgets to lock the door. We, my mother-in-law from my previous marriage, they would always leave their doors unlocked until they got broken into twice. So we hear stories like that all the time about people who just don't think that they might get broken into, or they don't think that they might get something stolen and then they do, and then their life changes, but then maybe they settle down and forget. So it doesn't mean just because I'm saying, I don't want to live with a cynical mind, it doesn't mean that I ignore the fact that I need to pay attention to safety. I need to pay attention when I'm in a parking lot that no one's around me, you know, getting ready to rip me out of the car and steal it. I need to pay attention to locking doors and all of those things. But I don't want to believe and live in a world where I think every day that people are awful, that the world is awful. Bad things are always going to happen. We can go back and look historically at whatever you want to look at about how bad life is now. We could probably find a time period where it was far worse, where people were being executed for their religious beliefs, which is still happening in parts of the world, even here, you know, in certain places. But what I'm saying is the world is going to have bad things. Now, what I'm about to say, you've already heard before. It's up to us to decide how we think about it. So I, I thought, okay, so what do I do with this? And one of the things I did was just started doing some reading and I was looking at some of the, the research on cynicism and what it means and da 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 And I read some things and I'll put this link in, this, in the show notes. This is from a website called Happier Human. And I thought and it has a smiley face and I just really liked it. So I read this article and it's called 11 Strategies to Stop Being a Cynical Person. So, but let me scroll through and read a few things that were really powerful before I talk about the 11 steps. And so, yeah, I want to really give kudos. I think the author of this article is someone called Steve Scott. I don't know who Steve Scott is, but it looks like Steve Scott did his research. So the first part about it talks about how cynicism hurts you. Um, So just a few things. People who are more cynical make significantly less money. Because oftentimes we might, people who are cynical have less trust, less confidence in themselves and others. They may have personality traits that make them seem a little more like neurotic or, and they, they just don't seem to move up and work as much as some other people do. So if that's important to you and read the article, it's really good. I'm just paraphrasing. Secondly, being cynical prevents you from having meaningful relationships or being close to others. And that can come from many things, constantly complaining, um, being sarcastic. And if that happens, and, and if you know a cynical person, some like maybe right now you're feeling distrustful and cynical, but you don't consider yourself to be a cynical person. So think of someone you know who you would consider to be cynical, very negative, you know, very sarcastic, complaining, and sometimes they keep their distance from people because of that lack of trust. So that's the second one. A third one, this is important. Cynical people have a higher risk of strokes and heart ailments. Probably makes sense to you. I say over and over, there is no denying the mind-body connection. It's there, it happens. You you can think about something that upsets you and you feel your blood pressure going up. Your face might get red. You feel your breathing change. You feel your heart rate change. We know that that has an effect. Um, Cynics are more likely to develop Dementia than are people who maintain their faith in humanity, and you know maintaining faith in in humanity. Well, we'll come back to that, but part of it is is really looking for the positives and focusing on those. Cynics are more prone to depression. Cynicism can come from this disconnect be- between what you expect and what you hope and what you get, and every time that happens, there's this feeling of of despondency that can happen in people if you're not careful. So it could be a risk factor. So those are some of the reasons that it just stinks to live in that cynical mindset. Now I'm gonna read you the 11 things and I've loved it. And so I'm working on it and I'm better today, which is Tuesday than I was last week. So here we go. Number one, admit to yourself that you're being cynical. That's, it sounds so simple. But oftentimes you can imagine if you've ever said something to someone like, gosh, you're being negative, or you seem to be kind of cynical. And they might say, well, no, I'm not. So is that you? Number two, embrace positivity. And one of the things that she says, or he says in here is the fake it till you make it, you know, show interest in other people, ask questions, look on the bright side. And even if you don't really feel it at first, you will eventually, if you keep, keep trying. Number three, practice gratitude. I did an episode a few weeks ago about my cat, Lisi. and I had to remind myself about it last night because she is my little, now she's almost a year and a half, I think, kitten, cat. She's still crazy. She still catapults off of the dogs and gets into drawers. And I don't know if you can, I don't even know how far up. Well, it doesn't matter, but I was doing my physical therapy. You probably heard my backstory. Minded my own business, not hurting anybody. Didn't even know she was in the room. And she came bounding, grabbed my arm and did that thing with her back feet, was biting me. It was very hard to be grateful for her presence in the house. But I reminded myself, this is a temporary thing. She is a cat, she is a kitten. And there are so many things that she does that are funny. Simple example, but be more grateful. Number four is to breathe. Sometimes we don't even know that something is upsetting us. You know, I told you I was furious over this thing with Michael, but as I'm processing it, remember to breathe because that's going to deliver oxygen to my brain and help me to work through it more quickly and have better results. Number five, be mindful. Um, I'll probably tag my friend Angela Howell in this. We I do a session now for an employee assistance company on being mindful. And it's one of my most popular sessions. All it means is that we're living fully in the moment on purpose. We're having our thoughts more on purpose. We're recognizing the negative feelings that we're having on purpose. We're, we're, we're breathing. We are being present no matter whether it's good or bad. We're there in that moment. It doesn't mean that you have to go do a 30 minute meditation. Although yes, do those things. But sometimes people, I think they think mindful is this woo-woo thing from like um, new agey. Look, it came from a Buddhist tradition. I live a Christian life. I don't do like the Buddhist as a sort of a life system, but that's not mindful as many things now. Okay. So there are many, th- and all it means is you just need to, to be present in the moment. So if you want more information on that, um, I may have a link or two I can put in the show notes. So that's number five. Number six, be playful, even if it's just for five minutes a day. Listen to your favorite song. It could mean participating in a sport, um, being with people, playing a game. The more you participate in something playful and fun, the more you'll see that in your life rather than the things that are bad. Number seven, limit your news consumption. That's really all I'm going to say about that just limit that. Number eight, reveal your true self. You know, the cynicism oftentimes becomes from, it's not like I rattled off those things that happened to me, but those things have all been within the past 20 years ish, 2025 20, years. Well, childhood actually, but I needed to go back to childhood. Sometimes with, if I were being cynical about the world, I could have stopped with, I was carjacked. I was broken into my house, burned down, but I even went back to childhood. But sometimes we need to do that. Sometimes we have this cynical outlook because bad things have happened in times past and we haven't dealt with those. So go look at your true self, whether it's counseling, whether it's, you know, I'm always an advocate of counseling. So whether it's reading a book that might help you, whatever you feel comfortable with, look and see where that might be coming from. Number nine, evaluate the company you keep. Online, in person, if you surround your, It's easy, you know, it's kind of, we know that our brains are wired to, I did an episode about this a few weeks ago about being negative, seeing the dark side of things because that kept our ancestors alive. And and we bond over that because thinking about negative things elicits stronger emotions. And So if I'm I'm commiserating with a friend and we're just like, well, then we bond and it feels kind of good in the moment, but over time it does not. So be careful about the, the company that you keep and maybe try to shift the conversation a little bit at a time to more positive things, which brings us to number 10, spend more time with positive people. Okay. And let me read this to you. This is something he quotes. According to Jim Rome, we are, we are the average of the five people with whom we spend the most time. Let me say that again. That can either be scary or that could be fantastic. We are the average of the five people with whom we spend the most time. So all I'm saying there is, I mean, I'm not telling you to cut people out of your life. Sometimes that, should happen, but that's up to you, but at least try to include more positive people in your world. And finally, number 11, begin to look at people's best qualities. Isn't it, isn't it like us to just have someone in our world and there's something that gets on our nerves and that's all we see. But if you really stop and try to look at that person as a whole, just like the cat, there are so many other better qualities. Um, This is something I wanted to read to you. Remember these things. Kids laugh every day. People fall in love every day. People reach great heights of success every day. Strangers help strangers. Injustices are mitigated. Art is created and positive things are constantly happening. Knowing that great things happen all the time in our damaged society, you can also realize that each person you come across also has great qualities that can overshadow anything that may be negative about them. And I'm going to say this, the person who broke into Michael's car, the person who carjacked me, the person who broke into my house and stole my car and caused me the most scary 30 minutes of my life thinking he was still in there to get me. I don't know what they went through in their life. I'm sure that there are people in, well, I know that there are people, some people in their world who love them and see those best qualities. I don't know that I will, but I will forgive them. I will try to work on these 11 things with you. I will also look at the changes that need to be made to keep us safer, and to limit the time that I spend with people and in information that will suck me back into the cynical world. I hope that was helpful to you. I've been thinking about it just on my walks for days and days and days, looking for things that I thought would be helpful. This was very helpful to me, this article, so be sure to go read the whole thing because I think it'll be a real blessing to you. Thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for those of you who are passing it along, inviting people to our world, um, to rate and review and download and subscribe and comment on the show notes and all of those things. If you are not a member, if you're a woman and you're not a member of the private Facebook group, A Place for Women, link is in the show notes. Follow me on my public Facebook page and that link is in the show notes because remember, please stay with me. really a lot in the next couple of months because I'm redoing the stress club I'm recording a class I'm just trying really hard to get back into the world that I was in before COVID to learn to grow and I thank you for coming along with me and until we're together next time consider yourself hugged